Um, I need to bring microphone closer to mouth. Hello. Yes, please. All right. <laughs> bring it, bring it, bring it real close, but not too close so that you're not swallowing it. Not that it's yeah, not that it's inside your mouth. <laughs> Have people who do ASMR actually done that yet? Oh yeah. Deep throat, deep throat at the microphone. Yeah, absolutely. On, on OnlyFans. <laughs> no man, that shit's free on YouTube. <laughs> To the Great Mates podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, we are a bunch of young Australians who talk about our lives here in Australia and pop culture on the internet. I am Josh, and with me we've got Nick, as always. G'day. And who the fuck is this over here? Hi. It's the Trash Goblin. She's back. <laughs> trash Goblin. Trash Goblin. Hey. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that. I'm. I feel. I think it's a. Um, you're a, next you're top a, model where she where she like opens the door, she like looks in, and then like does the weird run. I, I can't I don't explain it. No, what you're talking about? Can you just that, that 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 meme, like that little video where she like opens the door really slowly, and then like pokes her head in, and then like runs. Oh, the BBC like a... news video. No, she she I don't know. No. I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna find it. Somebody else back me up. <laughs> what? What? The the one where the fix it in like post. the dad? No. 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 <laughs> no. She's not talking about the uh the Korean children one. No. No, no, no. It's like it's like a model. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why nobody so, so gets is, me. Is this a TLDR? You're a bumbling queer disaster. Is that what that is meant to be symbolizing? I don't know. It's basically. TLDR, what's new? <laughs> I mean, Bumbling queer disaster. I mean, I guess um, I, I canonically now uh, a straight boy. <laughs> In the Great Mates MCU. Yes. Yeah. What, what is the M in the MCU M- for us? Mates. The Mate Cinematic Universe. There we go. Yeah. Answered my own question. Yeah, the JMCU. True. That sounds like Good Morning. Good Morning yeah. Cinematic Universe. Yeah. <laughs> good Morning Cinematic Universe. <laughs> the Today GMM is a wonderful day. See you, the Good Mythical Morning Cinematic Universe. <laughs> does that now include Smosh? Yep. Uh-huh. Sure does. So it's the GMMS CU. Well, that that would be the Mythical Entertainment Cinematic Universe. Oh, which which incorporates the Good Mythical Morning Cinematic Universe as well as the Smosh Cinematic Universe, which includes Ghostmates. <laughs> Did anybody actually that... see Ghostmates? No, I don't think anyone saw Ghostmates. <laughs> I think that's why it's become a uh, meme within Smosh. But yes, you were talking about being a bumbling queer disaster. Yeah, look, where should we start? Um... <laughs> where do you want to begin? <laughs> well, let, let's start with the uh, very quick explanation of why the fuck you have not been on for like three months or four months. Yeah, I. Oh, sorry. Oh god. Okay. Wake um, up, bit. No. So I haven't slept like properly 
in a while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can I've tell. been working on a show. It's um, it's kind of like so the Sydney Conservatory of Music put on a show for their opera kids, um, and I think they're final year masters of classical voice opera or something. I don't really know what their course is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a show at the end of their course. Um, and a lot of these kids like don't, have never done a show before. So they do three years undergrad and then a two years master's and they get to do one show, which is completely wild to me. Um, and But yeah, during coronavirus times, um, we... They organized to have it filmed as opposed to, you know, filming, um, performing it in front of a live audience. So we have this opera that was staged like a theater show that was then filmed for the sole purpose of it living like as a streamable, um, as, as streamable content basically. Um, and we had four days to film what is essentially a two-hour opera, I think, um, with rotating casts, two different casts of A and B. Um, so, yeah, my week last week started at uh, 6.30am and finished at midnight from uh, Sunday until the following Saturday. So what's that? That was... Too many days. Six six days straight of doing that sort of that sort of hour. <laughs> so I am tired. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, because because we were also working around their sort of normal school hours for some reason. Um, our our rehearsals for the first few weeks were from like five p.m. to nine p.m. Mm-hmm. So that was also weird. So I don't, I don't think I have been home for dinner for probably a month and a half. <laughs> so yeah, and we did the thing. We did the thing, finished it off, and yeah, look, uh, God, I learned so much about filming. <laughs> <laughs> Took me back to live theater, but considering live theater doesn't really work right now. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the next best thing, really. Y- yeah, it's the, it's the next best thing, but it's also where stuff is going to be heading anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's so many there's so many projects coming up where they're filming or they're um, um, archiving shows that exist already. They're like putting them back up in a theater somewhere for like three days so that they can film it, mm-hmm. and it's. Yeah, it's kind of this is the only way people are working at the moment is in these confined restrictions. But yeah, it I actually had a great time. Um Opera Kids are the least stuck up people I've ever met, which is yeah, there's I don't know what weird stereotype we've managed to put on opera students, but they are so grateful for opportunities and are so respectful and just like glad to be making art like i've worked with plenty of like other student actors and they're like they they haven't it's kind of like they expect to be 
treated a certain way or they, like, expect to have a role or they, I don't know, there's always, like, another show that they could be a part of sort of thing. Like, Mm -hmm. this one doesn't matter, but maybe the next one will. Or, yeah, it's, yeah, there's just a different culture surrounding how hard people work. And, man, did I fucking work hard. (laughs) And I did it all for volunteer work. (laughs) I wasn't paid a cent, but I should have been. (laughs) I was talking to the the camera guys that we had, and they both were like, yeah, we severely undercut ourselves. (laughs) We didn't ask for enough money. (laughs) I was like, well, that's on Uh, you. The classic. (laughs) The classic. You get to, like, the third fourth day of filming and they're exhausted yeah because they because we'll what we'll do is we'll do the scene like two three times in a wide and then we'll go back do it two or three times in a mid shot and then we'll go back and do it two or three times in um a handheld close-up um and there's just the physical strain on those guys doing handheld stuff for what 16 hours a day was a lot on them but they were yeah working with a film crew was really cool so what were you mostly doing so i was oh sorry i just got an email about more work okay that's great (laughs) (laughs) thank you please boy i said that email like four months ago and now you decide to reply to me okay oh that classic i love that one as well that's the fine. delayed that's fine. the delayed reaction i sent that before covid all right Oof. um so that was I, more I than I, four months ago yeah no i probably sent that email in december of last year jesus christ all right Fuck. anyway um <laughs> um what did what did you ask me what was i doing oh yeah. I was the stage manager. I was the so I was the only member of stage management. Um so like I had my production manager who was um a um a staff member at the Sydney Conservatory of Music. Um and if that had been like a professional production, I would have had a team of probably three people doing my, my doing everything that I did. Um so basically during rehearsals I was uh, I was in the rehearsal room, I made schedules, I like did all the fun, like took down blocking, all that sort of stuff. Um and you know, the the took care of a lot of COVID procedures. Um and then when we got to filming, I was I it <laughs> Very different to a theatre show where normally I would be sitting behind a desk reading from the score and, um, like, telling the lights when to go and stuff. Um, but because we were in this unique situation, I could be on the floor doing other – I could be doing things. I didn't have to be stuck behind a desk. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is I would memorise the next sequence of lighting cues and walk around with, like, a wireless um, radio, basically – um and like set props or cue actors or uh help the fairy climb through the window or like <laughs> any number of thing like be a, a shadow puppeteer for a shadow puppet sequence um and then just like call from whatever position I was in. <laughs> there's uh there's a there's an That's kinda cool. Yeah, that is yeah, actually very it was, cool. 
it was very cool. Um, I <laughs> for some close-up shots, there's there's some good photos of me around of me just holding lamps at a at an angle so that they were out of shot, but also lighting their face. But because mm-hmm. they were like secured into the wall, they had to be handheld. <laughs> um, so like I'm I'm just like I'm I've tucked myself under the camera position. <laughs> it's so funny. Or um, there's. The, the show was called, uh, Cendrillon, which is Cinderella in French. Um, and there's a, we, we added a scene where she, um, so we had this cupboard that was a main entry and exit point for some reason, just, just because we could. Um, so like they'd open the cupboard and that, 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 that would be the like offstage exit. Who knows why? Um, but when the prince comes back on with like the shoe, um, this whole bucket of shoes falls out of the cupboard um and i had the amazing job of filling a washing basket every take and just yeeting the hell out of those shoes out the cupboard door and then like back flipping backwards so that the prince could come and make his entrance on the music cue but i had to like so i had to throw them and then immediately get out of the way so my going home on the bus that night, and I was like, why are my shoulders so sore? It's like, because you were yeeting shoes for probably an hour straight. And that, and that wouldn't have just been like a nice light couple of... No, it was, it was it was probably... A couple of, couple of kgs. Yeah, it was probably, probably five kilos of shoes. Yeah. Something like that, oh above my, my head. Continuously for one hour. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> But it was my favorite cue of the show. <laughs> oh, I mean, look, you know. I can imagine. So good. It was so good. <laughs> and I've got a bruise on my stomach because I'm an idiot. Um, but because I was wearing a shirt with like a tie in the front. Um, and I, there, we, I had to, for a cue, lie down on my stomach out of, out of camera shot, slide my way under, just, just under the camera shot set the shoe that she leaves behind at the ball, slide myself back out of shot. <laughs> and I have this bruise on my stomach from just lying on the tie of my shirt. And I'm like, you dumbass. Uh, <sighs> yeah, so, yeah, fuck me. General shit kicker was my job, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was really fun. Like it was, yeah. it was. I mean, tiring. it would have been nice to have just been doing something. Yeah. Well, but- yeah. I, mm-hmm. I am very lucky that I, um, I came straight off of the last night's show onto that, like literally the same day, and then. Oh wow. And oh. then, um, literally the last day of that, I went on to the next night's show. Um, Damn. So yeah, I'm really lucky that I got to do something during those well, however many weeks. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think I probably would have gone insane. Um. But yeah, yeah, that's where I've been. <laughs> hmm. Doing the thing yes. with the opera kids. They also just hit hard. Like, they party hard too, those oh, kids. I, I fully expect that to happen. <laughs> our last day of shooting, we, like, our princess finished at uh, probably a bit after one. And I was like, You're, you, but they they all came back like at the, for our last shot just to watch and be supportive and then have a drink afterwards. Mm. Um, but they like the our last shot was at like nine thirty p.m. Um, and they but the princes were finished at about one. 
I was like, you guys are going to come back smashed, right? And they were like, absolutely. <laughs> Stumbled back into the building. Oh my God. I think, uh, yeah, our Cinderella's also finished early. <laughs> so they were like, they were having a great time. Oh, I, I can imagine so. But apparently you have more meat to this story because when we were talking in group chat earlier today, you said you had enough content to fill an entire yeah. episode. Well, <sighs> yeah, just I think a lot's been happening. Um, True. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, but <laughs> I wonder. Uh, we can go further back, I think, um, because when did you start becoming this fitness queer? <laughs> Um, I around guess... the same time I did? Is that what happened? I started running during lockdown. Yes. So, yeah, probably the same time. Good lord. Yeah, and then I have a, a couple of really good friends that love to go bouldering. I'm also going bouldering this Friday. Um, <laughs> we're trying out a new place. <laughs> oh. Um,. Yeah, so I got roped into doing that. I love bouldering. Um, I've always loved rock climbing, but bouldering is... I really like it for some reason. I don't know why. It's I mean, fun. Let's be honest, Jamie would be very happy that you're into bouldering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then what did I do? I did the Quichita Watson's Bay walk the other week. Oh, yes. And that's that's a good 15Ks. Mm-hmm. How were your legs after that? Actually, fine. Like... <laughs> See, I thought we- I was going to be in far more pain, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was mainly just my feet. My feet yeah, yeah, were yeah. really sore, the, like the arches of my feet. Yeah. Um, but more, yeah. No, the, the the really good sunburn on my chest is a, a good meme. Ooh. I had to wear high neck stuff for a couple of days because <laughs> I still had rehearsals. And I was like, I cannot look like this. I look oh. like a fucking idiot. <laughs> But but also we have to talk about your um, investment in what, what? Huh? the investment that is your uh, skateboard <laughs> Where, <laughs> the, that I've now taken up longboarding as well. Oh, here we go. I wonder. Yeah, I I this is I like this is a month and a half into lockdown. Well, I'm yeah, fairly um, sure this was a month and a half into lockdown. Oh, it was probably a few months into lockdown because mm-hmm. it wasn't until we came back. So. Maybe two uh, months. Uh, yeah. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> no yeah. concept of time. Um, but yeah, now I skateboard now, which is wild. Um, but yeah, when I I absolutely stacked it, what probably probably a bit over a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and like my knee st- it still hasn't recovered. It's if I put pressure, like if I kneel directly on it, it's a bad time. Um, oh no! <laughs> but yeah, I like straight up couldn't walk for like a week. I couldn't bend my knee. Um, but I was, I think I was doing shows. Yeah, at the I, time, I distinctly so I remember something yeah, about I do shows. You were. Yeah, I was like, I, I can't not do this. But I, I also definitely had a concussion. Um, oh and yeah. Just didn't. <laughs> just didn't flag it. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Yeah. Yeah, I got really nauseous when I, um, I think it was like the last 20 minutes of the show. I was like, <laughs> my, my stage manager looked at me and, I, and, I, and he was like, you right? And I was like, nah. <laughs> nah. Uh, the classic nah. Nah, feels bad. <laughs> no, I think, I don't think I even said anything. I think I just shook my head. 
because <laughs> I was like doubled over, like holding myself up. I was like, "Bruh, we just got to get through this." <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> yep. <laughs> Fun time. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So aside from the fitness gay stuff and the multiple shows, what else has been happening that you are very keen to share with listeners? Well, <laughs> so uh, I kind of yeah. Let's let's talk about my um my little adventure with a straight guy. Um. <laughs> Oh, he was a straight guy. Oh, he was a straight. What? What? That changes the story. I, I, Does it? Is is this is this the the one that you um, mentioned that on I the group chat? Haven't replied Very? to. Yes. Oh, he's straight. Okay. Um, that might change things. What do you mean? What did you? What did you? Just, what? just, just tell the story, and then we'll we will share our opinions. Yeah. As- um. Because. No, yeah, no. We'll start from the beginning and then we'll... Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. That's how so, stories normally work. Yeah. Unless so, you really fuck it up and then do something. It's like a Sondheim with stuff from... <laughs> or a, what is it? A, a Jason Robert Brown, start from the end. Go very to, beginning, go, a very yeah. good place to start. Yeah. <sighs> Gross. <laughs> um, okay. Basically, Hinge. I'm actually loving Hinge. Hinge has uh, been a really good app. Dating wise, um, I really enjoy formatting. That's whatever. Um, <laughs> the 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 user experience. I I really just like the layout. It makes so much sense. So you love um, the UX, yes. Ugh. Mm. So are we going to get a hinge sponsorship? Also, good now? font. Good font. Okay. I love a good well, font. What's the What's the font of Hinge? I don't fucking no, no, know. I'm going to check out the font. God damn yeah. it! Don't make. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hinge font. Uh, why don't Why don't I find something and I will just screenshot it for you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So match with boy on Hinge. We talk. Well, uh, okay. So match with boy on Hinge. At this point, I'm not keen on men. Right? Okay. <laughs> We're all caught up. Um, <laughs> Are we? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'm just like in a very like woman loving mood at the moment. Um, but I match with this guy, our conversation goes well, he's like, do you want to get a drink tomorrow night? And I was like, what the fuck do I have to lose, right? Why the mm-hmm. fuck not? Just, if I'm going to get a free drink out of it, let's fucking do it. Um, so I, I organized my escape plan in case it goes badly. I have you guys, I had you guys standing by as well as another friend, just mm-hmm. in case I needed to be called. But I also, fig- I also had to go back to work, um, because I I walked into I walked into the theater, um, just to be like, hey, does anybody need help? And they did. Um, so I was there for for a couple of hours. Um, so yeah, we go on date. Date goes well. Um, I have to go back to, back to work. Uh, he messaged me on here and she asked me for my number. I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Date goes date went well. Why the fuck not? Um, so this is this is Saturday. Um. Mess it and mess it. We met, we talk a little bit, talk a little bit on Sunday, not a lot though. Um, and then Monday rolls around. I'm, I'm also working in a theater that has no reception. Um, so I don't, I don't know if I get a text from him or not. 
So, but I, I text him at maybe 3 p.m. on Monday, just like, hey, how are you going? Nothing too exciting. Um, I hear nothing. I hear nothing until, I think, Friday night at 11.30 p.m. I get a text and it says, sorry, I broke my phone. Now, I don't believe him. Why? Mm-hmm. Because... Why, if you're, if you had broken your phone, why are you now texting me at 11.30 p.m. on a Friday that it got fixed? There's no way you just picked up your phone at 11.30 p.m. on a Friday. But whatever. Um, I don't respond to 11, a, a message from 11.30 p.m. because not only am I fucking tired, I just don't want to deal with it. I get a message the next morning at 8 a.m. that says, Oh, so I'll take your lack of reply as you're not interested or something. I don't fucking know. And I was like, whoa, whoa, hold on. (laughs) Hold on. 11.30 p.m. and 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning. You expect me to reply within those few hours? Not only was I working and had to be at the theatre at 8 a.m., I don't want to talk to you at 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning. I don't want to talk mm-hmm. to anybody before I've had a coffee. <laughs> so I think I get how many more texts. I'm just gonna. What is, I'm just gonna have a look. I'm just gonna see what happens. Um, yeah, and he's like, that text was like, uh, I'm gonna take your response as you don't believe me and you're pissed off that I ghosted you. Um, and I was like, huh. and then he messages me on Hinge. Just to double check that he, I, he was like, oh, I sent you a text. I think I texted him a couple hours later being like, I'll talk to you later. I'm working. He goes, oh, yeah, for sure. Sorry. And a few hours later, hey, I feel like I need to make it up to you. Uh, what time do you finish tonight and I can buy you dinner? I don't respond because I'm working. Uh, a few hours later, he texts me again. Uh, he says, I'm getting late. Just let me know because I'm at a mate's place close to where you are. Um oh. I text him two hours later. Uh, yeah, pretty late, but I'm going out with my team afterwards. And then he goes, yeah, no, all good. I was heading home anyway. I was really tired. And then I didn't reply. <laughs> and that was Saturday. So what? Four days ago. Three days ago. Three days ago. And I it took a lot in me because... I didn't want to just completely ignore him. There was a part of me that was dumb, dumb brain that was like, give him a second chance. I'm sure he really meant well and whatever. Um, and then, and then I went and got drunk with queer opera kids and they were like, dump (laughs) him, dump him, get rid of him. And I was like, you guys are right. And that was that little journey. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when you, oh, I have to go back through our group chat. But when you posed that to us, I think we were of the opinion that you guys were so like you guys, you guys were immediately like, yeah, nah. I think so. I was more of the, I don't know the whole situation, you know, feel it out. But also, now that you've said more, I'm like, yeah, nah, that's a little bit... Now now it that was, we have the context... It was borderline It's a little bit gaslighty, a yeah. little bit... 
It's like clingy, clingy and gaslight. High maintenance gaslighter. Like Ooh. the fact, yeah. it, the thing that really threw me was the the turnaround of the first two messages. <laughs> mm, yeah. Like, like, dude, calm the fuck down. Like, well, now that you've given us more context in. with the fact that he's straight. What, did you think he was bi? Yeah. Is that what I don't? I don't know. I think I've had the oh. opinion that Hinge is not necessarily used by straight people. I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. In general, I just don't feel like I get along with the straight scene. <laughs> hey, like, hey now, hey now. I mean, I I remember describing someone I work with as they are one of the straights, and and one of it may have been Bin being like, "What does that mean?" And I was like, "Oh, oh, oh, Bin." Oh, it could have been someone else. Uh, the but. the term "straggits" has been coming up a lot. I, explain I, that. Oh, explain ew, that to me. Ew, no, no, that's a terrible word, and I don't even know what it means. No, well, it's just like the word "faggot," but for oh, straight. Yes, and it's just it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. But also, I kind of but love also it. fuck the straights. But, yeah. <laughs> but also heterosexuals suck. <laughs> As much as as much as I love my straight friends, um, they can be exhausting. <laughs> Even the ridiculously toxic masculinity straights that people have mentioned, people have heard me rant about before. So yeah. great. Uh, do I want to work on Frozen? No. Yes. <laughs> wait, wait. Frozen no, 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 the musical, not like Frozen the musical, as a to fill some work placement hours. I mean, you know. I sent that email in January. January. And you replied to me at 11 p.m. Maybe September. Maybe, maybe someone (laughs) is clearing their backlog. I've worked with that, with that guy since then. I've worked for him. Well, maybe he's gone through his emails and gone, oh, I remember her. She was really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, And then I worked with her again. Maybe sure. I should reply to that email. No, it's because they start in like two, three weeks. Mm. And he's he's like, hmm, I need free labor. Oh, oh, where's the secondment yeah. kids at? Yeah, I, I know that one. I know that one very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost too intimately. <laughs> Pay me an exposure, they say. Okay. It, I mean, yeah, that's that. That's not so much a thing in our as in Josh and my industry. No, because but for some reason, I, creatives like like have been structurally fucked over for the longest time. Yeah. So, but but I do remember a couple months ago reading an email that was pretty much a school in the local air or not a school in the Hunter region that were like, we want. It was like either forty or eighty. It was some type of outrageous placement slso's and the tafe were like you can fuck off you can pay them if you want that many yeah jesus sometimes we get stood up for and sometimes we don't <laughs> just uh, that 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 thing from that school was complete fucking bullshit the tafe were like why do you want that many and they're like oh we want to try a new program and they're like yeah pay them yeah, you're gonna need to. You don't even have to pay them yeah, normal what- rates because they're students. You but like still pay them. Yeah, like they and it is different because like oh, a school might go. You know what? We don't have a lot of money in funding, but we've you know we want some more kids. Like we want 
more SLSOs to work with kids. So yeah, you take a placement student or two. That's kind of the point of placement, kind of, where it's like you get some free labor and we get some experience. Yeah, that, that goes towards credit. When you're asking for double digits, mm-hmm. yeah, but when you're asking for double digits, that's when it starts to feel like... Sounds like exploitation. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. How unlike them. So. Well, we'll see what happens when we all do this Cert Train podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I should totally do that. Why the fuck not, man? Why the fuck not? If, you, if yeah, you've got not the time. Cert Train podcasting? Just, just add another qualification to the list. Get another weird one, so I have science, teaching, podcasting. Creative industries. And, then, and then next I'll go like... Baking, and then let's do some bricklaying, and then let's... Uh, I mean, I still want to get this ethics teacher... I still want to do this ethics teacher course, mm -hmm. and also mental health first aid. Ooh. Mm, Mental health first aid is way too expensive. I did did a course paid for by NIDA. It just depends what organisation you do it with. Oh, apparently the one that's in Newcastle is, like, she created the course, and it seems pretty good. Yeah, all right. But it's, like, $300 for a one-day course. Ooh. Ooh. That's a lot of money. And that's what I went to the TAFE. I was like, anyway, like, There's a you concessionist. can subsidize yeah. this. Or, like, yeah, or is there, like, they're like, oh, no, we get her to do it for free for teachers. Damn. I was like, can I just, like, sit in on that class? And like, no. Damn. Like I'll just sit in the corner and be really quiet. <laughs> Can I do that instead of my first aid component? No, you've got to actually do first aid. <sighs> no, you should definitely be doing a mental health component. <laughs> well, I, I feel like especially when I'm working with kids with disabilities. Yeah. With disabilities. Yeah, no, like, that's something. <sighs> like when I have kids that flip out because they don't know what a preposition is. Which, to be fair, I don't know what a preposition yeah, what the fuck's is. A preposition? I have to look it up in a dictionary. <laughs> oh, this is... a, a preposition posi- positions a noun. It's called a, hence why it's called a preposition. Because you position the noun. Who yes. cares? So I was like, I don't know. That's like the, the kids must think I'm a fucking like. They must just presume adults know everything because they're like, how do you spell this? Oh. I'm like, I don't know. Give me a minute. Let me have a guess. I'm like, there, yeah, there, it looks there, about and right. There's the typical adult response. I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't know how to spell. I don't, I, Let's just wing I it cannot, anyway. I have to write something down to spell it. I cannot just be like, this word is spelt this way. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like remember the pattern of how to write it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, my mum's the same. Mm. It's just like, we cannot... If you ask us to spell something, we're like, hang on, just give me a, a piece of paper. Mm. Same with typing. Like, it kind of goes to typing. Like, I remember yeah. the pattern of how to type rather than how I actually spell words. Uh, but the pattern of typing makes a little bit more sense to me, but... Uh, yeah, the, the no, writing I thing is... Yeah, the writing thing's weird because I'm, like, the exact opposite. Like, if I if I write something, I'm like, that looks fucking wrong. <laughs> but if I if I just well, yes. said it out loud, I, I, would, I think I'd be more likely to get it right because I can visualize what it looks like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Left braid, right braid, braid broke. Brain broke, yeah. Especially after that concussion. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I kept calling yeah, it like a mildly severe concussion. concussion um, because. Do you just say mildly severe? Yeah. Because it. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much. I'm pretty sure that's how I described my concussion. <laughs> well, because I'm pretty sure that it's probably closer to severe, uh, but didn't want to worry anybody. So I put mildly <laughs> in front of it. <laughs> oh my. 
God. To be fair, when I got mine, another girl, because I got mine at a quiz tournament <laughs> July last year, mm-hmm. a a girl who got hers, like, the same game before mine, she's just being diagnosed with traumatic brain injury. Oh, great. Sick. <laughs> Fun time. Yeah. Nick. It hasn't gone away. <laughs> traumatic brain injury. No, 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 no. But. I mean, it's all in different, like, it's different situations and different people, mm-hmm. so I haven't had any... I mean, I did get, was it three concussions in two weeks yes. or something? Yes. And that wasn't that wasn't good. No. It was more just one concussion and then one just, like, one, adding then... another half concussion yeah. on that one, and then... So, yeah, I probably should have been sitting out for a little bit more than that, but... <laughs> yeah. Concussions aren't fun. <sighs> I don't know. No, no where were we? <laughs> there might be a bit of fun. Who knows? Jesus Christ. Where were we? Where- Who the fuck knows? Well, we're going to sign Anastasia up for a set three in podcasting. I mean, you might as well. It's taped in South Wales, so. Yeah. Hmm. I don't have the time. <laughs> you don't need the time. All you need to do is establish yeah, that you've been doing this for years, and therefore you can just get the set automatically get a set three. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Free set. Well, it's it's not a free, free set free. But. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's a set three without doing the work. <laughs> kind of. Can I do that with my bachelor's course? I've done a, yeah, just tie it I've in. Done, just tie it onto the back. I've done enough work, guys. Does it count as me finishing the degree? It, you know, if, if, you can, if you can tack on a minor in podcasting, yeah, sure. Why the fuck not? <laughs> Can I, can I? Podcasting and digital storytelling. Yum. I feel like you can. Hey, look, this podcast has been a, a, a story. It's been, we've had many stories. There have been Arguably, lots of stories. far too many stories. Well, uh. yeah, I started. Oh, and I mean, in a real situation, what you were doing with the opera guys is digital storytelling. So, uh, yeah. Gross. You can PBL that. <laughs> no, not PBL. Hmm? Uh, uh, RPL. That's 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 what, what I was were thinking. you thinking of? PBL. PBL is positive behavior for learning. Oh, see, for me, PBL means Philippine basketball league. <laughs> <laughs> Two very different things. <laughs> yeah, I love the PBL. <laughs> PBL's real big. Well, can I can I turn this podcast around for a little bit? Oh Lord, um, where are we going? Sure. Primarily because um, I've been listening to a podcast recently that Uh-oh. I've been completely obsessed with. Um, my director, my director of the opera thing, got me onto it. Uh, it's called Dolly Parton's America. Um, I am obsessed with Dolly Parton now. That woman is fucking. So you're insane. turning into a drag performer. I would love to do drag performance. I would absolutely love to do it. But f- f- fuck me, Dolly Parton is just like another world of. She's she not even like she is. I think uh, the most successful female singer songwriter ever, uh, like it, of all time. Uh, she it there's like a weird li- list of um like least hated celebrities, and she is number two. Oh yeah, she oh, is so it- down to earth and. So just yeah, like I think she's she has not gone crazy in any way. And she hasn't she been cancelled. No, and yeah, and the um this this podcast is she does get interviewed a fair bit, but like it's not like it's not just her that like they go and talk to like all these other people and they go to Nashville and they 
they go everywhere. Um, but it's it's the the parts where she's interviewed that it's so interesting because they will ask her direct questions and sometimes she'll answer them and sometimes she won't um, because like her beliefs she she's very religious. Um, but mm. she. Well, I mean, from being from that area. Yeah, but like, like she's like she's Tennessee and all that. Yeah, well, she grew up in like a tiny mountain shack, um, like with all like so many brothers and sisters, and you know, was bullied and called hilly hillbilly and all that sort of stuff, and like she's just this amazing talented woman. Like she, I think she she said something. She wrote Jolene and, um. Uh, I think I can't remember if it was Tennessee Mountain Home or um another song, but she wrote two song two two of her major songs in the space of like a ten minute car trip, like and that like she she just did it like and that was it, and her band are like, excuse me, <laughs> can you calm down for a second, please? Let 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 us respect Dolly Parton's hustle. She is amazing. Um, but yeah, because. They they asked her so many questions, but like something that's really stuck out to me is that she's obviously like an amazing icon for LGBTQIA plus rights um, because she's so involved with the drag community. Um, but she was asked whether she thinks she's a feminist, and like I see her as a feminist icon. I think she's incredible. She's like an amazing woman that has fought for her right to be there, be up there. Um, but she, when she was asked if she believes she's a feminist, she said no. Mm-hmm. She, th- she like, recoiled at the, the word. And I think it's, like, based on, like, uh, the, when the word first came around, it was it had such a big negative connotation to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the, just the, she was just like, no, I, I don't think I'm a feminist. I love men. Like, it's... I write a lot of songs for and about men. Um, yeah, and I was like, "What a world she lives in that <laughs> that she's she she can be this incredibly progressive woman, but not." But yeah, I, it, something about that is just been has been it was was so interesting. I think I think it speaks to how she's separated her persona from. Um, what she believes she creates. I yeah, think it, I think I think it's also yeah, just like a, a generational thing. Mm, mm, mm. I think she's she, like the like you know the 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 women's movement of like you know burning bras and that sort of thing. Yeah. She was not a part of. She was the, like the, I don't. Yeah, it's that sixties. Yeah, like that sexual revolution sort of yeah. era. Mm, um, mm. Yeah, but she's all, like, and she, she. What is so interesting is that she has never expressed her political p- opinion ever, ever. Mm. You, you backtrack through her logs. She has never, like, in a, in a presidential presidential campaign, she's never picked a side or like has never like openly expressed. Um, there was a couple of times. Uh, I think Elizabeth Warren and um, Hillary Clinton used her song Nine to Five as their like campaign song. Mm-hmm. Um, and the and Dolly and the the Dolly Parton company came out and were like, We didn't condone the use of this song. Um, like we don't Dolly has been very uh obvious in that she doesn't want 
to be associated with any political party. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's incredible that she's been able to stay like that for so long, especially with the Trump campaign. So many people were pressuring her to pick a side. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she was asked about like Donald Trump, she was just like, "I, I don't, I, I don't pick sides. I don't like politics. Um, but but I pray for him." And I was, and the mm. the narrator was like, "Well." It, it, that just means that she is she sees the good in everybody and hopes for everybody to make the right choice eventually she yeah. doesn't believe that any there's no there's any like a wrong person or a bad person mm-hmm. she just prays for them to get to for them to make the right decision yeah. and I, was, I was like <sighs> i i want to live in her world <laughs> oh look I think we all do. Well, I mean, you can just go to Dollywood. <laughs> I think that's pretty close to living in her yeah, world. Man. Yeah. Just, I mean, there's roller coasters. Roller coasters are cool. <laughs> I do like but, me a roller no, coaster. Like, I, no, I've seen stuff like when you remove the roller coasters, like Dollywood feels like that very curated country using backwoods in a very positive aura type of situation where it's uh, like proper southern feeds and that uh family hospitality but no yeah the the woman's a bloody legend yeah oh yeah the the last episode i just listened to um so there's a course i can't remember what university it is um is there a a, course in dolly parton history there's there's a course called dolly parton's america which is um what they what the guys at the podcast like named the podcast after um and it's kind of about like, you know, like how what is Dolly Parton's America? What is like? Where, how does she fit into the the sky the skyline and the the history of you know this this little bit of area of the world? And it it was a really interesting conversation because because she is from such a small southern town, um, but she really advocates for. Um, like, you know, like, there's, like, coal mining rides and there's, like, you know, log rides and there's, you know, stuff that, like, really um, further insinuates, like, what they refer to as, like, hillbillies and hillbilly, like, culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's so interesting to be, like, well, there were, there were kids in, in that universe, in that course, that were, like, they were bullied as kids and repressed their southern accent to the point where they, like wouldn't get recognized from being from the South. Mm-hmm. Um, and some kids were like, well, Dolly is pushing this uh, gross idea and making money off of hillbillies and this kind of dumbed down idea of how Southern people are viewed. But then, then, there, were, then there were other kids that were like, well, no, I, I, don't, I don't agree with you because I think she's – She's she's still telling our story. She's still there telling our story, and she is doing it in a way that is true to her. And I feel seen by her. So uh, I just I think there's so many interesting points that can be made through this yes. woman. Yeah. Go and listen to that fucking podcast. It's so good. Well, I mean, I I just had a look, and the courses at uh, the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. So, oh, I mean, how on brand? Like, um. yeah, r- r- right there. Like, it's Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah. For what you, for what people know about Knoxville, it's 
Tennessee. So I mean, <laughs> it's Tennessee. What you it's the cultural south. It and it's and it's not like Nashville that is becoming more and more progressive. But mm, it's not. It's not a um, blue oasis in a red state. Um, no. So, but yeah, like that is the truth, and that is the life for many Americans, especially in that area. Yes. So, I feel if I, I can imagine, it would feel very good to have a icon who represents your subculture in a very positive way and is aspirational. Hmm. Because, like, that, like, that's another thing. You want good role models. And who's a better role model than a woman who makes a lot of money for one... Yes. ...but is beloved by nearly everyone? Mm, yeah. True. And that, that was the, the ugh, such a great point that they... um. They revisit a couple of times through the series. It's a it's a nine part podcast. Um, they come back and say, uh, "People that have been to a Dolly Parton co- concert, like it's a almost like religious spiritual experience because literally everybody is there. Literally, you have people in cowboy boots and cowboy hats. You have drag queens. You have little girls with their mums. You have lesbians. You have like." Um, like countrymen, like you have literally every corner of society coming together to 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 watch a country music performer come out in sequence. <laughs> like how, like it's 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 so incredible. Her audience, and they they talk about the um the Dixie Chicks, and when in two thousand and three, I think it was when um. Or oh, no, it would have been. Yeah, it was just before the um, the US invaded Iraq or something. Um, the DT chicks were doing a concert in London, and the lead singer said one offhand comment about, um, "Oh, I'm disappointed that our president is from Texas." And they went from being and that that one comment at a London concert was taken and strewn over every newspaper in the UK and in America. And the Dixie Chicks went from being the number one single in on the on the charts to not not even being on the charts within a week mm-hmm. because they had been disowned by the the country music. Um, oh, area. and they were labelled as these like lesbians that just you know hated America. Well, yeah, they were they were like all oh, these like they, the fact they that they're just America. like cool. They're lesbians now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it, I'm, and then like yeah, they also were banned that, like, from homophobia. They were banned they, from like, country music yeah. stations. They were like banned from mm. being played on country music stations. Um, like they were just mm. they were completely blacklisted, yeah. all, all because the lead singer said something like just a split second decision to say how she felt about the state of her country. Mm-hmm. Not even in her own country. She said it in a different country, and somebody recorded but, it. Yeah, uh, but that was the start of the. The, the world has no barriers. There is no borders. <laughs> you say something in London, it'll be in America within a couple of hours. Yeah, but I think that's the that's the curious thing about Dolly is that she's stayed um, apolitical. It's it's so it's so interesting how she has stayed apolitical for this long. Yeah, but I think and and you brought it up before I think the podcast and it's not like yeah. And it's not like she's anti-political. No, like, it's, it's just... She is... She, like, wants people to vote. She is mm. 
all for like signing up, going to vote, mm. having your voice voice heard. Yeah, but it's just she's she doesn't endorse anyone. No, and, and I think she's she made a deliberate choice to craft her brand in a way that continues to maintain a um, some form of neutrality, or at least a, a sense of removal from you know. This is this is an artist that has crafted her image over decades, who intends on keeping that image the way it is. So um, it's in essence controlling how um, how people are able to use her music. Like that is one interpretation you can take from it. The other is obviously like she's going to be very, you know, that that affirming. Um, affirming um you know south uh, you know southern white american culture um well yeah like the the minute that she tries that she if if she were to ever like pick a side yeah she would lose something yeah she would lose part of an, her audience she knows she knows that she knows that she knows that and that's why it is it is um i think that's something you know do, does the podcast ever sort of touch on that um, touch on that, like the fact that um, she she knows how to control her brand. Therefore, oh yeah, oh yeah, mm. they're very aware of uh, how constructed it all is. Oh yeah, it's and it's it's so incredible. And she she said something because oh, it's so fun listening to her um, knock down um, other uh, reporters when when Trump gets brought up because they'll uh-huh. always bring it up. They'll always bring it up. Yeah, and she'll, she'll just not. She'll figure out a way to not answer it every time, and it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. Um, but she said something about because um, uh, her her sister is also a um, a country music singer, and her sister went on another podcast and said something about like you need to speak up. The mm-hmm. fact that you're silent, you're being silent about it, is just as bad as like being on the other being side. being on the other her. side. Yeah, um, and her response to that was like. I will know when it is my time to say something or when it is my time to speak up. Mm-hmm. That my time that's not now. My time's not now to speak up, but I will know when it is right for me to speak up. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, this woman is just just She She's just <laughs> it, it is it is very frustrating to hear yeah. hear that. But you have But she's again, like it, so good. Like that's she's exactly so how good you should at be. deflecting. Yeah. But also, um, I I sort of stand in the same position as her sister. It's like I do a bit too. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's one of those things. Is like you have to read this in the frame of mind that Dolly Parton knows what a Dolly Parton is supposed to be. Therefore, Dolly Parton will continue to Dolly Parton until Dolly Parton is dead, and even beyond that. Yeah, let's hope that never happens, and she's just this immortal being. No. No. I think I think I think the reality of um she, I think she has a hologram in Dollywood. So do you think so? No, I I'm pretty sure there is a holog- a hologram at Dollywood. A hollow dolly. Hollow dolly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good. That's really good. Hollow dolly. Theater nerds. <laughs> hey, you're one of us. Hey, her her first her first album was called Hello Dolly, so <laughs> really did. <laughs> Let's lean into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're one of us, bitch. <laughs> oh dear, that is that is an intriguing 
It's it, it's so interesting. It's so interesting because then they'll go on like random tangents about like people from um. There's this amazing singer from um. Oh god, I can't remember. I can't remember what city it is. Oh god, I'm so, uh, I hate I hate generalizing it, but she's from Africa. Um, like an amazing performer. I want to. I can't remember what country it is. Okay, I feel really bad about it. Um. But she really related to the song um, "Tennessee Mountain Home" um, because it's about like hmm. leaving your leaving your world behind and going on to explore new things, basically. Um, and she like recounted this story of listening to that song and kind and uh, as as a kid sitting like in uh, on 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 a hill like in her small country town, basically. Um, and she knew she was going to be, uh, like a, a, a star. She knew she was going to be a performer. She knew she was going to leave home and be something else. But she was mourning that life, that simple life before she had even left. And just because, like, this Dolly Parton song really understood what it was like to, to leave behind something like that. And I was, ugh. The f- yeah, there's so there's so many stories in, in in that series about people from different countries, different backgrounds, but very much a similar life that related to her music. It's like it just brings it like a whole new meaning to like how I kind of perceive country music and Dolly Parton herself. So mm-hmm. yeah, my Tennessee Mountain Home, oh slaps, love that song. And uh, wildflowers is another one about like leave it like leaving leaving behind something to to go on to greener pastures basically yeah the, some, the history behind some of her songs is so good and how she she subverts a lot of the time she subverts culture uh, I'm gonna go quickly on a tangent about Jolene because everybody knows that song um, but she there's like this category of uh, country music called um, cheating songs. And it's of like, course, there is. Yeah, and, but it's. And it it's wouldn't a, be. It wouldn't be country. If it it wouldn't be country if there wasn't a song about like King, my husband's car, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like cheating songs are usually from a man's perspective about um, a woman, uh, uh, like their partner being like cheating on them, right? Um, so not for, the first subversion here is that she's singing from the woman's perspective, which doesn't happen that often. Um, and then the second part is that. She's not angry. The song that that she's not angry in this song. Cheating songs are usually like very angry. Like, mm-hmm. like how dare you take my like, how dare you how cheat dare on you me? Sit in my husband's dick. Yeah. How dare you? Yes. Like, I will come and attack you while you sleep. I'll come and find you Oof. and hunt you down. Like, there are some rough lyrics to some, <laughs> some country songs. Mm-hmm. But she, Dolly does this thing where she 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 talks about. She doesn't she, like. She doesn't even talk about her husband. Like in in this like what in this world of the song, she doesn't. Her husband isn't even mentioned in the song. Like it like it's it's offhand. She talks about the other woman. She talks about how the other woman. Is, she she understands that this woman is beautiful and like stunning. And I get it. I get why my husband wouldn't want to be with you. But please, if like this is all I have. Like mm-hmm. she, she's pleading to the other woman to not take her man, and it's like the, nothing that no other country song at the time existed in that format. 
Like, like literally the first verse is like talking about how beautiful Jolene's hair is and her eyes are stunning and she smells like a fresh fucking bouquet of flowers or whatever. She's like, but she she is like, please don't take my man. Uh, the, but the problem with that song is then the person it's based on was a little girl and that kind of adds this weird like like uh you didn't have to write it about well a no, little girl she she also retells the story of like how she really yeah. she really wrote that song and it was just like she was signing autographs um because she was on the porter wagner show um she would sign autographs until every single person that had lined up had been given an autograph so that would be like two or three hours after the show there was a little girl there called Jolene, um, and Dolly was like, "Oh, that's just such a beautiful name. Like, I'm gonna write and a song." And then she went and turned a yeah. No, she like- her literally her thought process was that's that name's really beautiful. I'm gonna write a song about Jolene. Um, oh, what could I write about Jolene? What could I write about Jolene? Um, oh, I'm gonna forget the name Jolene, 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 and just kept saying. Jolene, on like as she was going home that night, she's like, "Well, uh-huh. I've got to. I have to make something that uh, I can sell. That's going to be easy to sell." Uh, what, like, she really thought about it in more of a. Um, I keep wanting to say capitalist. Capitalist is not the right word that I'm looking for. Business minded. Yeah, well, like she wants. She wanted to. She wants to be able to sell music. Yeah. Sell music, right? Woman, she, woman so she, she was like, to, "What is woman what? wants to make money?" Yeah, so she was like, "Oh well, what will the execs want a song about?" And that's literally, literally that's all it was. She just knows how to write a song that sells. So, so are are you trying? Is this your roundabout way of telling America to submit? Dolly Parton as its entry into Eurovision? <laughs> no. Th- to it's be my fair, roundabout that way- would probably win a fuck ton of votes. No, it's my roundabout way of saying we need to start a- well, Dolly Parton needs to start her own song contest. <laughs> That's just RuPaul's Drag Race at this <laughs> point. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so we cloned a sheep and named it after Dolly Parton. Now do we just clone Dolly Parton? And, yeah, at some and- point. <laughs> I don't know what we go from. I don't know what we do from there. Dolly Parton like, Plus? No. Dolly Parton <laughs> Pro? Dolly Parton Ultra? <laughs> Dolly Parton Ultra 5G? <laughs> no, because then it might cause coronavirus. <laughs> oh, oh no! Not what America wanted. <laughs> <laughs> So, was there anybody, anything anybody else wanted to talk about? Because I think I just talked for like an hour and a half straight. No, I think like I my think throat gave sore. You- Josh and I have been doing this for like three months straight of just <laughs> a lot of two man pods. Two man pods, that sounds <sighs> interesting. What? What? I mean, that, that's how we found about the Cert 3 in podcast. Yeah, that and we is. just got bored, and I found out about a Cert 3 in podcasting, which to be fair is not called a Cert 3 in podcasting, but we have called it a Cert 3 in podcasting. Because essentially that's what it is. Um, yes. Yeah. Look, there's, there's plenty of other stuff, but I think you've given us a lot of material. <laughs> you gave us Dolly Parton fi- um, Ultra 5G. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, does that come with, um, like, Extras, you know, what are the peripherals you can, can you get with a, a Dolly Parton 5G uh, Ultra Series X, whatever? Um, <laughs> oh, I'm surprised Dolly Parton hasn't released some kind of um, video game at this point. <laughs> Has there been? 
Um, I doubt it. Oh, let's see. Let, let, let's take a look because I'm... Um, video game. G- uh, guitar Hero Dolly Parton. Is that something that exists? Acoustic Guitar Hero Dolly Parton. <laughs> you have to try and play the Jolene um, guitar lick. <laughs> Do you know how hard that is? Jesus Christ. Um, apparent. What the fuck is this? Let me. <laughs> wait. Hold on. Let me put this in the. Um, Jolene. 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 Calm down. I mean, it, it, it was also written about a uh, bank teller that hit on her husband. The, the story of the little girl is a lot more... Is a lot more on brand for the cultural South. Yeah. Yeah, no, she used to make fun of her husband because he would go to the bank a lot. And yeah, it was because he had a crush on the bank teller. Hmm. Now, now, have you run out of, of stuff you wanted to talk about? Well, look, we've been going for an hour and a half. I could always keep going. There was a lot of preamble. There was a lot of preamble. There was a fair bit of preamble. I mean, you know. Is there is there anything... Oh, let me have a look at what from this. Josh told me to start recording for something we didn't even touch on. <laughs> what was what was something that we didn't even touch on? I don't... I mean, oh. we started with... Um, <laughs> well... <laughs> yeah, we, we had my all-spice comment, and we oh had... Mayonnaise is spicy enough for white people. Oh yes. Oh, we let, let's let's. Oh, let's I woke talk up about... to that bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. I I guess to Chloe's people, we'll briefly talk on this because it, it, you know what? It's a good segue from the cultural south because <laughs> this is a tweet I saw. Um. Uh, well, a screenshot of a tweet I saw on a friend's um Instagram story that basically said, um. <laughs> That they'd seen somewhere, uh, I think it was a post on Facebook, that basically made the assertion that coleslaw is yeehaw kimchi, and they can never look at it the same way again. And let's be honest, neither can I. That's. I mean, you know. To, to which I, I, to which I replied, yes, because mayonnaise is white people's spice. <laughs> If you put my name yeah, and your name together, we make mayonnaise. Please also donate glass. TikTok. Uh-huh. But then... Then it evolved into... So, yes. Then then it evolved oh, no, into... Because, okay. Because, yeah, you, you talked about what about the Spanish. Yeah, what about the Spanish? You said that... No, because... What about I, the Spanish? I, <laughs> the, use of, the use of onions in coleslaw. Oh. Um, yes, because I was like, you know, a red onion has some nice spice, but white people don't use it because it has because it is too spicy for white I people. I just don't yeah. like cabbage. But, but, <laughs> but it is called a Spanish onion. So what about the Spanish? Yeah, what about the Spanish or and the I Italians said, that use red I said, onions? I said, I said spice. Um, the ability to handle spice is on a spectrum of skin color, starting at white of no spice and ending at black. With allspice, not to be confused with the spice allspice. Oh, just... oh lord! And and you wonder why the the colonizers <laughs> chose to buy the spice islands, particularly you, the Dutch. Buy? Yeah, they 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 bought the spice islands. Me, the Dutch. Uh, yes, I, I am very Dutch. <laughs> um, 
and then proceeded to not adapt to spice. Curious. Yes. Yeah, invading why, countries, why, but like, uh, give me your resources. Why did the, why the Dutch did have very tell- the, why the Dutch have very terrible Nazi goring? Yes. Oh, can we get can we get Uncle Roger to review a Dutch fried rice? I mean, for one, it comes out of a packet, Ooh. so oh. he'll love that. Oh, he'll love it. He'll be frothing it's just over it. Rice spiced from a packet. Um, I, I, I had fried rice twice, and I forgot to take a, a photo of it both times. Why, why, Nick? It would have been quality content. <laughs> I know, but the fact it had roast chicken, roast pork. Hey, are those le- peas? Are we yes, talking leftovers? Leftover. I will. I will count leftovers yes. as okay because that's really how we do it. You say yes. Roast pork, roast chicken, uh-huh. bacon, peas, corn, capsicum, egg. What else was there? What else? was there? Anything else? Us oh, spring onion. Mm-hmm. Um, what sauce did you add to this? I don't think there was any sauce added, though I added a fuck ton of Maggie to it because I add a fuck ton of Maggie to everything. Yes, that's that's your MSG again. Dutch, du- yes, Dutch bottle of MSG. Yes. throw it on everything. Yes, I mean. Then I forgot to get a new bottle, so now I'm sad because I went to use it today and was like, ah, there is none. So I had to have the English equivalent, which is Worcester. Okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear me. Next, I'll just have. Next, I'll just be going and buying that in those that entire bag of MSG. Yeah, just, just buy Ajinomoto. Ajinomoto is your friend. I didn't even know you could just buy a bag of MSG. You have obviously not been to Asian supermarkets <laughs> because they have bags of the stuff. Like literally, oh, it's, it's so sitting. Much trouble with just a bag of MSG. <laughs> yeah, add it. Add it to everything. Coffee. <laughs> You know, rip, ice cream. Ice cream. Ooh. Uh, um, what else was there? Meaty flavored ice cream. Umami flavored ice cream. Um, scones. Um, you know, just replace replace salt with MSG. Water. Water. <laughs> Umami water. Mmm. Add that to like your your protein shake, or you know, if you want, if you want that extra meaty flavor out of your protein shake. Just add a add a heap tablespoon of Ajinomoto MSG. <laughs> okay, I think it's time we start looking at recommendations. Anastasia, do you have one aside from the podcast? Yeah, besides Dolly Parton's America, mm-hmm. um, I cannot recommend it enough. Um, it's so good. Um, yeah, no, I think I'm, I think I'm just gonna double up on that. I think just listen to that podcast and then download some Dolly Parton essentials and just live your life with a bit of Dolly in it. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then you can mm. find me. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> Re- I've recommended. Done. Uh, you can I find me at Anastasia Moen on oh god Instagram. Twitter and Instagram. Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, TikTok. Uh, oh, you're still on that? I don't post, but I'm there. Um, <laughs> I'm there. I'm always, always watching. I mean, you you literally are always watching lesbian content. Yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty gay. And I'm grateful for it. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Sweet. Nick? Um, well, first I would just re- remember that today in class, the teacher said that she has the ability to stalk the students on TikTok. They're all like... Oh, okay. So that that was a good moment where she was. It it wasn't more that she was like 
I stalk, it was more like, your profile names are so easy to guess, and if any bullying happens, I will find it. So that was a highlight. Mm. But my actual recommendation is going to be Survivor oh my fucking God. New Zealand, because it's, like, so bad. It's between the host that clearly, like, he has the personality of a potato with Jeff Probst's face drawn on it. Let me let me go has, let me go find this person. He's just so boring. Between the only thing that makes it interesting is the accent. <laughs> also, like American Survivor, you win a million dollars. Australian Survivor, you win five hundred thousand dollars. Survivor New Zealand, you win a hundred thousand dollars New Zealand. So, you know, you get like a can of coke worth of money. <laughs> but no, uh, it's it's free on Channel Ten, as is Survivor South Africa, which I'll be moving to eventually as well. But I was like, you know what, let's see how bad New Zealand is. Oh boy. And yeah. Yeah, it's like discount survivor. <laughs> However, it's fucking long. I'm like, first season's twenty oh, episodes. God. I'm like, what? come on, guys. America is fifteen. Also, they only have eighteen um Castaways. So I want to know how they get eighteen. No, sorry, sixteen. They only have sixteen people. So how do they fill twenty they episodes? Get, yeah, how the, how the fuck do they fill twenty <laughs> episodes? Um, I back. would say that is a mu- like it's there are musical episodes like the, you know, <laughs> split into two parts. <laughs> There's a two part musical this episode. This is the CW. You know, you know, pre interval and after interval. <laughs> over the over the Halloween um break, they do a two part two part musical interlude. Yeah. <laughs> and and then they have like a fantasy episode where flashback or a crossover. Yeah. Yeah, th- yeah, they do like a crossover. <laughs> to be fair, I've been pitching that they do like Australian Survivor versus American Survivor cuz fuck that'd be good. Cuz Australian Survivor is actually good. Even the American Survivor fans that are like, "No, nah, Australian Survivor's the best non-American Survivor." Is that be- is that solely because of Jonathan LaPaglia? Yeah. Well, not solely. <laughs> But partially, yes. Uh, as a, as a as a side note, listeners, um, we have we have officially started a rainbow version of daddies and shirts. Um, so because as, as we figured out, was it last week? Last week we introduced the idea that Tom Scott is now canonically known on this podcast as Daddy Redshirt. Um, Daddy Redshirt. Now now we're calling Uncle Roger slash Nigel Ng Daddy Orange Shirt. Um, and now Jonathan LaPaglia has daddy blue shirt, so we just need to fill in the other colors, I guess, at this point. So, I mean, we need green and yellow. And, and maybe some purple. Purple, pinks. pinks. Yeah, we'll just need to fill in the rest of the rainbow spectrum. So, um, may- maybe this will be the theme for the rest of the season. We'll just find <laughs> Finding our daddies. <laughs> Because that's not a because that's not like a reality mm-hmm. television show waiting to happen, <laughs> or some kind of dating matchmaking service. So Nick, is your recommendation literally just Survivor New Zealand? Yeah, get, go watch some bad Survivor. Oh Lord, I mean, look if if Kiwi or or yeah, mm. I mean it's it's Kiwis. I mean, look and- if Kiwi Bake Off was a clusterfuck that. I suffered through watching maybe two episodes of, um, then I, I would safely assume that Surviving New Zealand is probably going to be down the same rabbit hole. 
the the first person voted off goes on this like speech about like um I don't just play Survivor, I live Survivor. I've watched every season of American Survivor three times. I listen to 40 hours of podcasts a week. I was the first one voted off. You're the first boot. You are the first boot, and you apparently live Survivor. Good work. <laughs> so, uh, it's already started as a cluster. Oh. But yes, in, uh, socials are... L on Twitter and Instagram. Sweet. What was I going to recommend this week? This is not good. And something in mind, and then it, it then it disappeared. I guess I'll do several recommends. If you are outside of uh, the UK, Australia, the I think a lot of English-speaking countries and some Asian countries, because Kim's Convenience Season 4 is dropping in the rest of Netflix regions, um, October 1st, 2020. So... Go listen to that. Oh, yeah. And they've started season five production in a COVID safe way. So that's something to get excited about. What was I going to recommend? Uh, where, where are you? Oh, God. Okay. Found it. The other recommends that I'm going to do, I'm going to recommend two, um, Instagram accounts that I follow mostly because travel based and Singaporean. Um, so yeah, go follow, go follow, um, the Shutter Whale on Instagram. And where's the other one? Larvitar, like the Pokemon on Instagram too. So those two. If you want to come find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram as Abangpinoy, if you want to come follow the podcast, we are Great Mates Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And then if you enjoyed this episode, much of you enjoyed last week's episode of the, uh, Queer Life Crisis and the many, many things that happen over there. Um, yeah, subscribe to us wherever you're listening. Also, go and subscribe to our spin-off shows. Let's get deeper. Spoilers for days, the Intercommunity Podcast, and Unpack This Brain. That's going to be it for us this week. We'll see you next time. Bye! Bye! Bye.